Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43 might be one of my favorite sections in all of Mark. I preached it, preached on it and on Easter of 2017, and because it is a resurrection story as well, it's a picture, like we said, of Paul, of Jesus, of what Jesus does when he converts somebody. Remember last Sun, last Wednesday night, I said that the miracles of Jesus provide or prove at least, at least two important things. They authenticate who Jesus really is, but they do more than that. They pick, they're a picture of us for salvation and conversion. So let's look at this passage tonight. I'm going to read all three of these paragraphs, and I want I need you to help me make observations, interpretations, and applications. Here it is. When Jesus Christ, let me stop here and say, this is a sandwich story. It's a sandwich story. So tell me why you think it's a sandwich story after I read it. And when Jesus had crossed again to the boat on the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. By the way, many believe that Jairus, by the time Mark's writing this, is a believer in the church. And everybody knows who Jairus is, because Mark rarely uses names. And seeing him, Jairus fell at Jesus' feet, and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him, and great crowds followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched him. And said, if I touch him, I may die. And she said, touch me. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched me? My woman. And the disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing about you, and yet you still touch me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the full truth. And he said to her, Daughter, Faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house someone who, some who said, "Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further?" But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, "It's Jairus. Do not fear. Only believe." And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making the commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kamai, which means, girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the little the girl got up and began walking. She was 12 years of age, and they immediately overtake, were overcome with excitement or amazement. And so 
simply charged them that no one should know this and told them it was not necessary. Jesus believed what they said. So, this technique on a numerous occasions, actually. It's a story within a story. You have the, br- the bun, and then you have the meat inside of it. In fact, the, what most scholars believe, and I think it's helpful to understand this, is that the meat inside is, is a pivotal point in what you, you are to get from both stories. And so we're going to look really closely at that. Now, what is the bun, if you were to say, in a story? What story is the bun? If we're talking sandwich, using the sandwich analogy. Yeah, Jairus' daughter. Jairus' little girl, 12-year-old girl. She's, she's dying and then dies and raised, Jesus raised from the dead. And what's the meat or the, the inside of that sandwich? What? The woman with the discharge of blood. How many years does she have the discharge of blood? Okay, so what does that say... Let's just make some observations about it. Is that interesting? Yeah. So she had the discharge of blood as long as, as, long as that child was alive. Okay. What other what other observations about this happened?
it's going to either, it's going to cause a stir, and it's going to be a major distraction, and not the least for the church. It's going to cause, it's going to incite bias, because there's going to be some that follow off and just like fade, because they're not even spiritually things, they're just wanting to, outward things, yeah. And so I think that, I think it's a practical reason Jesus is saying, it's not yet time yet. That's why he's saying that. Um, but I think it was different with the Gentiles because he wasn't going to always, he, he spent much less time in Gentilism and he would say, go spread it. Because I eventually get back to you. Especially more as, as you see that in the book of Acts. So what else? What other questions? just a throng around him. Somebody commented that there were a couple of 
there's more to that even. It's that's huge. Yeah, Daniel.
always been dreams of that saving. He believed he had saved. He could get a heartfelt cry um, in Jesus. Um, what what is that? Question all of these. We, we can just we can come up with dozens of verses that say it is not we are saved through faith in an entirely world. In, in this case, he says your faith saves you. What did Jesus tell Jairus, the heartbroken father, when he finds out that his daughter is dying? What does Jesus say? That is actually a critical phrase in the Gospel of Mark. Do not be afraid. Believe it. What's the pivotal point? Believe who? Believe what? Believe in an abstract idea? Believe in what? Yes, in a person. This person that's before you, only believe when you find that he comes and he heals and raises this daughter from the dead. Um, let me end with this. Do you know the gospel in every particular aspect? Do you know it to, to apply it to your own life? I was reviewing this recently. Do you, I, I shared this with you last children, we, we would pray for our children, we pray for opportunities. I, I talked to two people a few minutes ago before I came here at Leo's, and they both wanted me to pray for them. Sarah Rachel, she wants to go to church. She grew up Catholic, but she believes in Jesus and she needs a relationship with Jesus. And so her name's Sarah, and, but she sadly works on Sunday, so we would pray for Sarah. And for um, Ryan, um, here's What are the things that he needs to believe? I think the New Testament says that he needs to believe that he's a sinner. He's reminded of the scripture. The reality is he's just a sinner. He needs to have an objective belief that he's a sinner. That Jesus is fully God and fully man. He needs to believe that this God-man, number three, Fourth, that Jesus really bodily rose from the dead and that he's Lord. That's, that's what the Satan could possibly admit to this. He's a sinner. Jesus is God man and Lord. He is God. And he did rise, rise from the dead after dying on the cross. And he's Lord because we all, we all are both sinners. Okay? But that's my answer. Satan. 
to be saved must have that objective content and confession that he has a heart after my own heart. We call him, oh, would you have a heart after my own heart? Would you, would you trust in me for my salvation? Would you, would you bless me when I think alone and only your rescue would allow? Your Lord, who remove all your sins and sees me and accepts me fully, not based on anything you've done, because the only thing you get qualified, the only thing you get to qualify for salvation is Jesus Christ. Because he only saved you. And, and folks, I'm sorry. Like this, this beautiful story, this woman at the well. I love how Jesus, Mark, gives us this picture of our salvation. And he calls us to faith in this very thing. Faith in Jesus. Any last questions or comments for us? Let's pray for this service. Pray for Mike. Isaiah 36 and 37 is where we're going to be this Sunday.